We open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 26. We're looking at verse 41 this evening. Uh, sometimes I'll bring you around a lot of other verses. This time I won't, other than to just briefly mention the context that precedes the text. But we're looking at this uh, related to, uh, again, studies on Wednesday nights related to the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Um, I was uh, inspired to pay attention to this as I was with what we looked at this morning and the different texts in Ephesians. Don't let Satan get a, a hold, a foothold in your life uh, through sinful anger. You know, we're particularly warned, be angry. Sometimes that's not sinful, in fact, a command. But do not sin and do not let the sun go down on your anger, especially would be in view your sinful anger. And if you do that, the next verse, you are giving a foothold to Satan into your lives to make progress in ruining your life and that of others. So uh, that's what we looked at this morning related to um, something that uh, Ronald Cole wrote in his, uh, in his chapter in this, this book about our ancient foe, Satan, book by PNR Publishing and the Alliance. And I'll quote him briefly at the end. But also, our, you know, I'm studying that book related to Wednesday nights. Um, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And there's something else he pointed out. This verse that really uh, jumped out to, to me of, we, I want to think about that more. Let's think about that more together, uh, just to kind of relate to and support our study Wednesday nights as well. Hear now the word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. The Lord Jesus says, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Let me read that again for us. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And, uh, it occurs to me to just remind us what temptation is. It isn't sinning. It's the tempting us to sin. It's the inviting us to sin. And we pray the Lord might keep us from even being tempted. But if we are tempted, the second part of the sixth petition, but deliver us from evil. Help us not to give in and sin with the evil of sin. But notice Jesus is saying, pray. Pray that you're not tempted. Pray that you don't face temptation. And it occurs to me that's such a significant uh, thing we're told to do. And I, I'm not sure how much we pay attention to it. Especially, you might say, with the sins that so easily beset us and presumptuous sins, sins that are the ones we battle more. We are to pray that we don't even face the temptation. It might be similar to how we teach people who might deal with certain kind of problems not to walk around the places that serve them. Stay away from them. Don't even be anywhere near them. We're praying that the Lord will keep such temptations from even coming near us. We need to remember to ask for things. We get by asking. You know, I like to say Fernanda is my asker. It's great being married to Fernanda because I have the willingness and usually the courage to ask for something, you know, ask the follow-up question, oh, but could you please, you know, when it's appropriate, you know. But I don't have to do that anymore when I'm with Fernanda. She has no problem doing that. Um, and she always says this, uh, well, if you get a no, if you keep asking, it might turn into a yes. <laughs> and I think she was taught that by a professor, if I recall. <laughs> um, 
It's interesting how that's pretty effective with her husband, by the way. <laughs> but she also says, as we know, you don't ask, you don't get. You know, sometimes we'll say to our kids, well, why are you complaining about not having that? You didn't ask me. I didn't know you wanted it. You don't ask, you don't get. And that's what James says. James 4, verse 2. You have not because ye ask not. And Jesus is telling us tonight, ask not to face temptation. We often pray the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive, forgive us our debts as, as we forgive our debtors. We often pray that after sinning. But I think we should learn to pray the sixth petition before sinning. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So often we act like I didn't see that coming. Exactly. You weren't watching and you weren't praying for it not to come. And particularly those things that are the bigger issues that come after us. Pray they stop. Pray they are redirected. Pray the Lord protects us. Pray a hedge around us. Lead me not into temptation. And be encouraged to pray that prayer as you would turn back with me to chapter 21 of Matthew, verse 22. Matthew 21, verse 22. We'll come back to our text tonight. But to be encouraged to do what Jesus is saying, look at Matthew 21, verse 22. Jesus says, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Just going to let that be said and be encouraged to pray as Jesus teaches us in our text tonight. If you go back to the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 7, Matthew 7, verse 7. If we need motivation and encouragement to do what he says, the fact that he says it ought to be enough. But we dumb, stupid sheep need a lot of shepherding to get there. Matthew 7, verse 7. Let this be an encouragement to pray that we would not be tempted. Ask. And it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. Now, if you want to see more related to that in its context, you can go back to our sermon series through Matthew on Sermon Audio. But I think it's appropriate to apply that in Matthew twenty-one twenty-two to what Jesus tells us in 26, 41 tonight. Pray that you not enter into temptation. That should encourage you. Do it. Practice it. Think about those things you particularly need protection from. You're particularly susceptible to. Pray regularly. Not just in the 11th hour. Again, if that's what hits you, you know, pray it. You know, uh, but catch yourself with it. But better to be thinking and praying ahead. When you face temptation, ask yourself, how often... Did I ask God not to let me get to this point in the first place? How often did I ask God to help me not face this temptation? Here it is. Did I ask at all? Did I pray without ceasing? Similarly, ask yourself. How often did I pray so that I don't enter into it? Should he allow the temptation for a reason? 
our text tonight, the main thought I want us to, to recognize, and it has a parallel text in Luke 2240. Because our new Christian spirits still struggle to conquer our old man, we must pray for the Holy Spirit to proactively guide us away from temptation and into holiness. Thinking of it in its context and in some broader application of scripture, I give that to you as the main idea of what we're looking at tonight. Not the main point, I'll give that to you later. The main idea of the text, because our new Christian spirits will struggle to conquer our old man, we must pray for the Holy Spirit to proactively guide us away from temptation and into holiness. And if we're not praying, we should not think we can do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to help us do it all. And consider the preceding context again. Why is Jesus telling them to pray that they enter not into temptation? They keep falling asleep. At his greatest hour of need for companionship and support, they keep falling asleep. Isn't that our temptation often when we are trying to do devotions? Have family worship, make time for such. I confess before you, it's true for all of us. I almost went to bed the other night exhausted. And I said, well, I need to pray. I need to pray with my wife. And we prayed together for a time. You've got to fight that temptation to fall asleep sometimes. It doesn't mean we have to be praying all night. I remind you of the Puritan prayer. I certainly appreciate. I don't remember who said it or uh, who said he said it, but uh, the prayer was something like this. Lord, I'm tired. Amen. <laughs> and I mean, even, even if it's that, <laughs> you know, you're certainly expressing your need and dependence upon the Lord <laughs> and to protect us from temptation. And when we're tired, that is when we are particularly vulnerable to the attacks of Satan. Did he not attack our Lord in the desert after 40 days of fasting in the wilderness? Certainly he was tired, let alone hungry. And his prayer that ye enter not into temptation. Pray that you don't end up walking into it or having it walk into you. Pray for the Lord to protect you. But what is prayer? I think we know what it is, but I think it's helpful to review. And our Westminster Larger Catechism answers the question, number 178, what is prayer? The answer, prayer is an offering up of our desires unto God in the name of Christ by the help of the Spirit with confession of our sins and thankful acknowledgement of his mercies. Simply said, prayer is talking to God. Prayer is talking with God and that involves listening to God as you pray these scriptures and bring your life before him in light of prayer. Uh, a simple acronym that's helpful that I that I pray, I usually you to guide my prayers along with the Lord's Prayer, which I think are pretty similar, uh, is Acts. Acts. I remember hearing R.C. Sproul say recently on a sermon video I was watching, um, his professor taught him to make sure that it's not axe. It's not a tool. An axe you chop wood with. Say it clearly, so let me try now. I'm feeling convicted. I didn't say it right. Act. Actus. 
<laughs> acts, A-C-T-S, and he was giving this as a thing to guide our prayers. A, adoration of God. That's how the Lord prayer starts, right? C, confession of our sins. T, thanksgiving. And S, supplications. You see all that in the answer to what is prayer. But ultimately, prayer is talking with God. And uh, if you need a good book on that, we studied it years ago on a Wednesday night, along with other books. But Dr. Wayne Spear, one of my professors, uh, used to be the pastor of Mrs. Raglan in San Diego years ago. Uh, he wrote a book called Talking, I think it was called Talking with God, Prayer, Talking with God. And that's one of the things, I think the main book we, we worked with, that's a good one to, to look up. So, talking with God, but what you talk about and ask is pretty important in the conversation. You know, we're given advice and guidance about what to talk about. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're in the presence of somebody really important and we're going to <laughs> get a little tongue-tied. So we're given, what, what do we talk about? James 4 verse 3 also says, if you don't ask about the right things, you don't get them. You know, verse 2, you don't have because you don't ask. But if you ask and you don't get because you're, you're not asking the right things. 1 Peter 4, verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Keep that in view of eschatology, by the way. I'll just drop that there and let you think about it. End times theology. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. How do we pray? Well, again, that's exactly what the disciples asked the Lord Jesus Christ. And he told them how to pray. And he told them specifically the last petition, the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer, is what he's telling us again in Matthew 26, 41. And I pray that you enter not into temptation. But he gives us words for that. Look back to Matthew chapter 6. Verse 13 is the particular part of the prayer we want to recognize, but let's look at the whole prayer as we often do pray together in worship. After this manner, therefore, look at verse 9, Matthew 6. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And here it is, verse 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Interesting that he goes on to say more about asking and giving forgiveness afterwards. Uh, we've looked at that as we've gone through the text. And as uh, I'll remind you, we went through the, Lord, the larger catechism years ago. And that includes the whole section on the Lord's Prayer, which is very detailed and lengthy. And so we've looked at that as well. If you want to know how to pray, especially in relation to what Jesus is saying to us tonight in chapter 26, 41, pray that you do not enter into temptation. Well, he's given us words, in particular, verse 13. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Notice, if you're going to pray that you do not enter into temptation, you're asking God's help for that. You, Lord, lead us not into temptation. You, Lord, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and thine is the power, thine is the glory forever. Amen. 
I ask you to do this in me, for me, for you, O oh Lord. But if we need a little more assistance in terms of how and what to pray related to Christ's command tonight in Matthew 26, 41, giving you uh, the bird's eye view, if you will, of Matthew 6, 13, the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Westminster Larger Catechism, question and answer 195, gives more guidance. And it is a bit lengthy. I'll appreciate you bearing with me, and I'll try to emphasize what relates especially well tonight. Westminster Larger Catechism 195. What do we pray for in the sixth petition, which is what we've just discussed? Answer. In the sixth petition, which is, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, acknowledging that the most wise, righteous, and gracious God for diverse and holy and just ends may so order things that we may be assaulted, foiled, and for a time led captive by temptations. Before I continue, do you recognize how much that relates to chapter 5 of the Confession of Faith? We're studying on providence, and that in his providence, he allows Satan and we to sin. He, he, he is ordering it all. Acknowledging that, acknowledging also this, it goes on in our prayer of the sixth petition. Acknowledging that Satan, the world, and the flesh are ready, powerfully, to draw us aside and ensnare us. And that we, even after the pardon of our sins, by reason of our corruption, weakness, and want of watchfulness, are not only subject to be tempted and forward to expose ourselves unto temptations, but also of ourselves unable and unwilling to resist them, to recover out of them and to improve them. And worthy to be left under the power of them. We pray, acknowledging all that, we pray that God would so overrule the world and all in it, subdue the flesh and restrain Satan, order all things, bestow and bless all means of grace, and quicken us to watchfulness in the use of them that we and all his people may, by his providence, be kept from being tempted to sin. Or, if tempted, that by his spirit we may be powerfully supported and enabled to stand in the hour of temptation. Or, when fallen, raised again and recovered out of it and have a sanctified use and improvement thereof that our sanctification and salvation may be perfected Satan trodden under our feet and we fully freed from sin temptation and all evil forever of course that prayer is only finally and completely answered in the new heavens and the new earth or in our death and going to heaven as we wait. 
But our prayer is that trajectory along the way, that more and more of the kingdom of heaven would grow and rule in our lives, that the kingdom of Satan would be trodden more and more under our feet by the power of the Holy Spirit and the blood of Christ. Notice in both cases of prayer, Matthew 26, verse 41, pray that ye enter not into temptation. And the Lord's prayer in Matthew 6, pray lead us not into temptation. It's preventative. And I, I know we understand that generally, but I don't think we think about it enough. It's preventative. Please help me not to be tempted. Please remove temptation from me. Recognizing it's out there, it's coming for me all the time, and I'm in danger all the time. Watch, Jesus says in our text tonight, watch and pray. Did you notice how often watchfulness came up and what are we praying for in the sixth petition? Question 195 in the Westminster Larger Catechism, watchfulness. And prayer is that sense of alertness, paying attention, being sober, knowing the time is at hand, knowing Christ is returning at any moment and being ready for that. Preventative. Notice, though, it's not just preventative. Oh, please help me not to be tempted. I don't want to sin. That's a good way to fall, frankly, if that's all your prayer is, right? It's also proactive. Send me forward in holiness. Give me victory and let me conquer my sins, this world. So remember, what did Thomas Watson say recently in our study? Deliver us from evil. The second part of the petition, as we've just begun it together Wednesday nights, he pointed out explicitly it's saying, deliver me from the evil of sin. And of course, later we know he's going to show it also has the idea of deliver me from the evil one who wants me to sin and tempts me. One of his names is the tempter in the scriptures. But it's asking more than that. Thomas Watson points out. Deliver us from evil beyond the thing expressed. What is further intended is, quote, that we may make progress in piety. Help us make progress. Help me make progress in piety. Help me to grow in sanctification. Lord, protect me from temptation. Lead me on a road that steers away from such things, guards against such things, detours when necessary. Lead me on the way that leads to life, the narrow way. Remember Luke eleven thirteen that we considered last week. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit. Ask for a double portion. Ask for the Holy Spirit more and more from the Father. And including ask the Holy Spirit, more of the work of the Holy Spirit to help you pray. Be encouraged. Remember Romans 8 we've looked at. Sometimes we don't have words. And the Holy Spirit groans for us. And the Father understands and accepts that. But ask the Holy Spirit to help you to pray. Westminster Larger Catechism 182. Yes, they've said a lot on prayer. Sometimes the standards are accused of not saying enough on prayer. And I say, just read the Larger Catechism on the Lord's Prayer. And I'm not even giving it all to you. There's a lot more questions and answers on prayer. I encourage you to go look. But Larger Catechism 182. How does the Spirit help us to pray? The answer 
We, not knowing what to pray for as we ought, the Spirit helps our infirmities by enabling us to understand both for whom and what and how prayer is to be made. And by working and quickening in our hearts, although not in all persons, nor at all times in the same measure. It's a very very pastoral parenthetical comment, by the way. Then it closes saying this. Those apprehensions, affections, and graces which are requisite for the right performance of that duty. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit. Ask him to help you more and more to pray. We struggle to pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to help us to pray. Use these tools that draw us to the word and explain them to us. And ask the Holy Spirit to help us to pray. Help us to pray, Lord. Help us, Holy Spirit, to pray as the Lord Jesus told us to pray. How many times do I need to remember to pray more than I do in my prayer time? Lead me not into temptation. Protect me from temptation. Keep it away from me, Lord. I don't want it anymore. I don't want it. I know I'm weak. I know I'm in danger. Lord, if it be your will, keep it far away from me. Jesus is telling you to pray that. We're studying the sixth petition, beloved. And Satan's always coming after you to tempt you. Pray. Jesus keeps Satan away. Pray Jesus helps you to plug your ears. Pray Jesus helps you resist Satan that he flees from you. And remember how we studied this morning the main way it would seem to do that from Paul in Ephesians 4 is not to give him a foothold in your life with sinful anger. Pray often, Holy Spirit, take away my pettiness. Take away my pride. Take away my sinful anger. Work in me, Holy Spirit, more of your fruit of love, joy, self-control, peace. Help me to not quench you, Lord. Help me to not resist you, Holy Spirit. Help me not to grieve you. And be encouraged. Jesus is telling you to do this. I mean, I feel like I feel empowered and excited Shame on me and shame on you, beloved, if we don't do anything with this. Like a lot. Pray regularly. Lead me not into temptation. Deliver me from the evil one. Deliver me from the evil of sin. And be further encouraged by this. Be further encouraged by this. Because Jesus sits at God's right hand interceding for you right now against the accuser. And Jesus prayed for you the high priestly prayer in John 17, in verse 15 particularly. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. He tells you to pray for that, and he already prayed that for you. I'm thinking there's some significant opportunity for sanctification if the Lord helps us to internalize And work with this. And beloved, when you have given into temptation, what then? Pray over Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. Speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. 
but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. To help us. I'm sorry, I repent, Lord. Please give me more Holy Spirit. Please, Holy Spirit, lead me out of that temptation. Don't let it come back again. It's going to come back around again. Lord, just deflect it somehow. Keep it away. If it comes, let me not lead myself into it. And isn't that too often what we're doing? Straying from our good shepherd and then shepherding ourselves into the temptations and then wondering why it happened. Because we're not praying, lead me not into temptation. I think we're tempted to pray, let me get away with the temptation. But we know what the scriptures say about that in prayer related to it. Still remember to pray as Jesus tells you tonight. Do not face temptation. Pray that you do not face temptation and sin. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I always haven't, I almost don't want to say it because I don't want it in your head too much, but it always comes to my mind what a a pastor, and I, I don't know enough about him now or what his trajectory is. I know what it looked like later on as I grew in wisdom in, in Christ. But I remember him saying once, he, re, he flipped the words. He said it a bit, something that made me uncomfortable actually. The spirit is weak, but the flesh is strong. But I actually think in a way there's an, there's an aspect to what's being said here, right? The, the flesh, the temptation is so strong. And our spirits are still so weak. And we need Christ and the Holy Spirit. And too often, and this is often something we try to minister to people who are first coming to Christ or coming back to Christ and coming out of some pretty serious stuff. Sometimes they get so excited, but the danger is, and it usually leads to the fall because pride does. It, it isn't really about God doing this work. I mean, it's about me doing this work. Maybe for me, but maybe for God. You can't do it. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. You need God to protect you. Don't think that you are not always in danger. I mean, do you say, I want to go run out in front of a car? Do you say, I can't wait to get on a plane that I know is going to crash? I mean, you don't jump into things that are dangerous. You know your limitations. We are still fighting the old man. We're not perfectly sanctified till heaven. We are always in danger. And remember how much Thomas Watson has guided us through. All the different ways, even after great victories. Boom. That's sometimes when Satan gets us the best. Right down into temptation again. We are constantly needed to ask God to help us. Holy Spirit to enable and quicken us. And please, please, if it be your will, keep it away from us. Please. And if it comes around, please keep us from going toward it. Help us to be like Joseph and run away from it. I appreciate uh, Jay Montgomery Boyce said once in a message dealing with sin. We pretty much need to deal with it like 
Joseph does. And I, I'm glad for this balance. You know, we're told by James, resist the devil, he'll flee from us. But that's resisting the temptation. That's getting rid of the foothold, I would think, particularly anger, sinful anger. But a lot of times what it has to be is like Joseph. Potiphar's wife tried to grab him, tried to tr constantly going after him to try to have adultery against her husband. She keeps saying no. And finally, he runs. He runs. Runs away from it. Though he suffered punishment for it before God and his conscience. And frankly, I think between Potiphar and his wife, they all really knew he didn't do it. We need to pray the Lord helps us to run. And to keep it away from us. Don't forget the danger and power of temptation and sin. But even more, don't forget the power of prayer. We neglect it too much. And we neglect it to our own hurt and loss. Don't forget the power of prayer to prevent temptation and make progress out of sin. For refocus, for repentance, for revival. To be spared, grieving your own heart, according to the last petition of the prayer of Jabez, remember, in the Old Testament. Help me, Lord, not to sin, deliver me from evil, that I don't grieve my own heart. While instead grieving and quenching the Holy Spirit because you ignored him rather than beseeched him. Ronald Cole writes, the importance and value of prayer must never be trivialized. And I would add, it must never be underestimated. It is not easy. It's not easy to obey the Lord. Satan's tempting us all the time. We tempt ourselves. We're still fighting the old man. I'm not saying it's easy. But it is that simple. It is that simple. To not enter into temptation. Pray. Now you've been giving a lot of tools to work with. I won't explain that further. But it comes down to this. To not enter into temptation. Pray. And that is the message for you this evening. Jesus says, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. Beloved, do not enter into temptation. Pray. Let us pray. O oh Lord God, we confess our sins before you. We acknowledge and recognize our complete dependence upon you. We ask that you would give us more of the Holy Spirit and work out your holiness in our life and enable us to pray and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever.